day they come in and punch that clock, they've got to make that choice to be great. There's too many average people in the world. There's too many people. And I don't like hanging out with you. So our problem is going to be great. Watch the end of that game. What did you hear that coach and all those people keep saying? They loved each other. They're a team. They all came back for that one thing. They were all pulling in one direction. It wasn't about the quarterback. It wasn't about one D lineman. The whole team had one thing in mind. And they all set out to go be Welcome to Caledonia Gridiron Weekly 2021, Week 5 Edition. Appreciate everybody that is tuned in and listening this week and everybody that's tuning in every week and making this podcast a success. Um, Obviously, we appreciate everybody that came out Friday night for Caledonia as we played our final non-district game uh, at Aberdeen and got the big 41-21 victory. Um, Once again, and I'll say the same thing like I, I said against Holly Springs, uh, when we went up there, that that road crowd for us, I mean, it was – you could argue it was bigger than the home crowd at, at, at Aberdeen. It, it truly was. It was uh, it was a sight to see. We appreciate all y'all for coming out and supporting our uh, our guys. That's uh, – obviously, this, this can't be done without support from you guys, you know, and uh, thank y'all for coming on out. And appreciate everybody also that even if you couldn't come out, uh, tuning in for the live stream that me and Jason Crest are doing every Friday night for our football games. Uh, that was that was a, a really fun time on Friday night. We had a really good time doing that. Uh, I think Friday night probably was overall the smoothest it's went for us in terms of broadcasting all year. Uh, so, like I said, we appreciate you all for tuning in. Even if you're at the game and you just want to hear us talk, you know, and uh, do a little play-by-play and break down the game a little bit. Feel free to tune in on the Station Head app, CSRN, Caledonia Sports Radio Network, on the Station Head app. And you can stay connected with us on social media at CSRN, Caledonia Sports Radio Network, on uh, on Facebook. That's at Caledonia SRN on Facebook. And anything Caledonia football related at Cal HS Football on Twitter and Caledonia High School Football on Facebook. It was a really big win for us Friday night, and I say this every week. The tail of the tape kind of was the same. Um, Caledonia with the 41-21 victory over Aberdeen, and it really and truly was uh, kind of a, a similar deal that we've been talking about all year. Really good defense, an athletic defense for Caledonia that's flying around, young guys in that defense making plays um, that are being led by seniors who have – been doing this for for years and an offense that 
uh, controls the tempo of the game and doesn't make mistakes, and we, we've done a good job of that, protects the football and wins football games, 41-21 over Aberdeen. Going to kind of break down how this game went. Uh, we took a 27-0 lead into the half, and then we had a 41-0 lead late in the third quarter. And before Aberdeen, uh, they scored their three touchdowns on some of our younger guys on defense. So I say that to say that the final score wasn't necessarily indicative of how dominant our defense played on Friday night. It uh, it truly was uh, it truly was a really good performance from our, our varsity guys on defense. And then some of our younger guys late did give up some points, but uh, they're coming along as well. And um, you, you – Saw more of your 2022, 2023 guys out there late in that game uh, that, that gave up some of those points. But, um, you know, the tail of the tape remains the same. Uh, Caledonia here improves to 4-0 and on the season. Obviously, you know, 4-1, and If depending on how you look at it, I look at it as we're 4-0. Um, we're undefeated in games that we have played on the field. Games have been decided on the football field. Um, and – that's that's really big. I don't know if we've ever necessarily been undefeated entering district play, but you know I'd have to look back in the record books a little bit deeper to 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 figure that out. But the the fact that we're sitting here and 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 we have the confidence that we do obviously in our defense and um, that's really like I said that's something we're going to talk about a lot because I do believe defense wins championships. But um, you know it's kind of give and take here. I mean the offense may struggle at times and and the offense uh, may run into a situation Friday night where they faced a physical defensive line um, you know Aberdeen I've got to give it to them they had a physical defensive line and those those yards up the middle between the tackles were not as easy to come by they were truly where every every yard was hard earned but we relied on our slot backs uh, we had explosive plays from our slot backs specifically Keywon Wyatt he had over 100 yards on the day um, and we'll get more kind of our offensive performance in a second. But the defense, I um, can't say enough about it. A uh, first down wasn't given up until late in the third quarter, like I said, on uh, when some of our younger guys entered the game. Defense was just suffocating all night, and that is what you really love to see if you like old-school football. Um, and that, that, that's that's what I like. I, I like making teams earn it. You know, I like going out there and making – Anything a team wants to do to us on, on their offensive side of the ball, um, making sure that they earn it, making sure that we do our job to the best of our ability. And really and truly, that's what happened. I mean, you, just like every team, you have the occasional busted coverage. and um, But what I've seen from this team is we fly around, and this defense enjoys playing football. They like making plays. And I can't really say enough about what they've done this year. Um, we'll talk more about kind of their numbers here in a second, but um, but yeah, and what makes it more impressive, what makes Friday night's defensive performance more impressive is the fact that we did it while being a little bit banged up on the defensive line. I didn't talk enough about that last week um, when I was previewing this game because I really wasn't sure on where we stood with injuries and, and things of that nature. Uh, Antoine Atkins, he's – He's obviously is he's the leader on the defensive line. He's that senior that's been there, done that for the last three years. He uh, he was banged up a little bit against Nettleton. He, he injured his arm, and we'll kind of get more into you know how hopefully he can 
he can get back as soon as possible. Uh, he was inactive on Friday night. And Cam, Cam Coleman, who is a, a young sophomore, he's a rotational player on the defensive line. He was also inactive due to injury. So that kind of goes back to our depth there. And that's really important because we had guys step up there and, you know, didn't really miss a beat. Um, Wyatt Inger, Ethan Ramirez, Parker Harris, they were all very physical on Friday night and made plays. Proud of Parker Harris and how he, he stepped up and made plays on the uh, on the defensive line. Um, but, yeah, and then you you add that to the fact you've got someone like a Will Chapman, Bobby Schultz, who, uh, who also can rotate in at that nose guard position. Uh, obviously, Will Chapman and Bobby Schultz are also both guys that provide – good depth all around on both sides of the ball um so so that was really big for us friday night the fact that we we had injuries and you saw our depth stand up there so hopefully we'll get uh, we'll get antoine and cam back as soon as possible but despite that we played a really good defensive game on friday night another thing i want to kind of bring up about how we played on defense some of our younger guys uh, at the outside linebacker position. Uh, you know, you've got someone like Darquez Williams, who is uh, who's your every down guy there. But Avery Hodge, Kellen Coleman, they're both sophomores, and they have both really impressed me this year because they're flying around and they're getting off their blocks and uh, they're making plays. And you can just tell they love being out there and they love to uh, to play the game the right way. They have uh, they have been really good this year. They've made a lot of good open field tackles, and uh, they've they've been flying around and and making plays. Um, and I'm, I'm not ashamed to say, I mean, they kind of came out of nowhere for me. I mean, um, you know, obviously Kellen's a guy who also junior varsity quarterback, and he could very well be our starting quarterback at, at some point. But he has a very promising future as an outside linebacker as well, and you're seeing him make that impact right now. So. Either way, him, Avery Hodge, um, me and Jason Crest were able to get uh, a little bit of uh, their word after the game in, in an interview. Um, and so we were very impressed with, with them. If you listen to the live stream on Friday night, you you heard me and Chris. We, we talked about them both uh, a lot throughout the game, just how they were impressing us and with how, how far they've come along. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, both players there were, were really impressive, and as was really all of our defense. Like I said, didn't give up a first down even until the end of the third quarter with some of our younger guys. Um, so, really, you had a 41-0 to game and have some late points given up. But um, dominant. I mean, that's 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 been it this year, dominant. Um, another thing I'm going to do at the end of this episode is I'm going to uh, recap some of our uh, – the district – uh, our district opponents and what they've done in their non-district slate. So I'm going to break them down one by one and uh, just kind of kind of read off their scores. I've been meaning to do that every week, do a district scoreboard, and it's kind of just slipped my mind, honestly. But I'm going to do a full district scoreboard from week one until now for every team in our district. So we're going to look at kind of uh, what they've done this year. But we're going to – our main focus, obviously, is going to be on Corinth. Uh, that is the game this week. We'll talk more about them here in a here in a minute. But Corinth, uh, we 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 go to Corinth, Mississippi to uh, open district play, and that's a really big football game for us this uh, this Friday night. Really, really big game. So, encourage everybody to come on out for that. Um, but yeah, really dominant performance on Friday night. Um, 
you know, looking at kind of what we did on the offensive side of the ball, like I said, uh, credits do where credits do. Aberdeen had a you know a much more I'd say def- uh, uh, physical defensive line than we've seen from from other teams so far this year. And those yards up the middle to the fullback, they just weren't as easy to come by this week. Um, and that that's kind of what I expected because I knew that Aberdeen was a team that's kind of their bread and butter. Um, they have a head coach. He's from West Point, and uh, she, well, he's a former West Point assistant, and that's been his. Um, you know, that's 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 their way of doing things over there. So he knows that way of football. Um, hard nosed defense. So most of our explosive plays on offense and our points, uh, they came off. Uh, you know, slot backs. Uh, Keywan White had a big day. Uh, a lot of that stuff around the edge and on the perimeter was where we got a lot of our. Uh, a lot of our uh, explosive plays on Friday night from from our slot backs. Uh, Keewon Wyatt finished with two touchdowns. He had well over 100 yards on the ground. I know that. Uh, so this was kind of his day, and like, you know, it's that's kind of the way our offense is. It, it, you just never know whose day it's going to be. Um, you've also had Darius Triplett had se- several big carries, and he is quietly having a a really good season. Uh, he he really is. Um, you know, he obviously was an all-state football player last year. He's a physical specimen. Uh, he's He's got elite speed and shiftiness, and um, you saw that out of both of our slot backs and the way that they just refused to be brought down. And um, speed kills. I mean, that's just the way it is. So, obviously, like I said, Darius, the guy that's had, quietly having a really good year too, and you're just kind of waiting. I could see Friday night being a game where he really breaks out and goes for 200 yards. You know that that there's a game there there's a game like that that's 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 waiting for Darius Triplett. He's he's definitely due, uh, and that that'll that'll come soon. Uh, I really feel like, but yeah, Kewan White two touchdowns over 100 yards rushing, and you saw more of that quarterback dynamic evolve for Caledonia. Uh, Daniel Wilburn started the game at quarterback, but then you also had a lot of Zach Gorman there as well. Uh, Zach Gorman finished the game actually with three touchdowns. He had two on the ground, and he had one touchdown to a wide-open Darius Triplett um, late in that uh, in that third quarter. Um, so, yeah, Zach Gorman is, is really one of those guys. He's, he's, he's a physical, he's a hard runner. Um, you know, he's hard to bring down, and he's a very accurate passer of the football. So, uh, both quarterbacks, like I said, they bring their own skill sets to the table. And uh, Dan Wilburn had several big carries for us uh, as well. And I, I could see both of them playing uh, Friday night against Corinth. So uh, both quarterbacks are, are playing at a pretty high level right now. Um, but, yeah, Zach Gorham, give credit where it's due, three touchdowns, two on the ground. He had uh, one from um, had one from about 20 yards out. Um in that second quarter, I believe, and then he uh, he hit, hit wide open Darius Triplett in the third quarter. Uh, so that was that was really good to see. Um, so yeah, offensively, uh, a lot of our points and you know came off of big explosive plays, um, and we you know we we established our our running game like we always hope to do. That's really what we're built on with with our flex bone offense and our uh, triple option stuff. So we did that early and. Uh, and then we were able to take a shot in that third quarter to uh, Darius Triplett. And, and we, we attempted to incorporate some more of that uh, stuff in the passing game. And even though it wasn't always successful, uh, we did have a few incomplete passes on Friday night because uh, we're a team that 
if we if we attempt five passes in a game, that is uh, it's a pretty big number for us just because we're built on running the football. Um, and so we, we, we attempted to do that a few times, and we did have a few incomplete passes. But uh, the good thing is, is that when we establish the run, uh, we know that those plays down the field, uh, two guys to our slot backs and to somebody like a Jeremy Emerson, uh, th- those plays are there uh, to be made. We've just definitely we got we got to make them. Um, and I think we'll we'll see a little bit more of that as we go into district play. Uh, so you got Keewan White, who was wide open at one point, and uh, just a matter of getting the ball in those guys' hands because when you when you get a Keewan White in space and when you get a Darius Triplett in space, um, I mean, there's I'm, I'm willing to bet there's there's not a whole lot of people in our district that can do much about that. Um, those are just special players. So. Um, and that's that's part of why we're a four and football team right now, is explosive guys on the edge and explosive guys that can um, they can go run a route and can go um, get open and create separation and, and make plays. So that was uh, that was another uh, talking point of, of Friday night's game. Is I think we probably tried to incorporate some of that stuff in, in the vertical passing game. So, um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was a big victory for Caledonia on Friday night. Can't speak enough about the fact that we're four and zero. And beyond being honest here, I don't I don't believe at any point in the last couple of years or any time there were there wasn't a time during my uh, when I was in high school that, that we won four games in a row, uh, much less started four and zero. You know, I remember starting three and zero six years ago. And then I believe it was 2012, we had a four-game winning streak, but we also finished with four wins in 2012. And I, I think I think it's safe to say that that's not going to be the case this year uh, if we keep doing what we're doing and uh, keep playing at a high level. Um, this week, it's here, district play. District play for Caledonia and for everybody in – uh, 2A, 3A, and 4A begins this week. 1A, 5A, 6A started their district play uh, this last Friday. Um, Caledonia goes up to Corinth, Mississippi. It's a, it's a long drive. Uh, it's a long drive there. It's an even longer ride back, I feel like. Um, but it's a really big football game this Friday. And I think that if we do our job Friday night, that we set ourselves up in a really good position to um, to do some things this year that, that haven't been done by, by Caledonia football before. Uh, a few notes about this game. Uh, weather is supposed to be perfect. Uh, I don't see any rain, uh, rain on the radar. Um, it's not supposed to be too hot, not supposed to be too cold. Uh, it should be one of those games where um, we're really in a, in a good position to – uh, to go out there and do what we need to do. Um, obviously, Corinth plays on a turf field, a little bit different. Uh, we play on, a, obviously, real grass. Um, now, I will say this. I mean, our, the way our fields maintain it, it may look like and feel like turf sometimes because of how uh, how well we keep it. But uh, but this is a turf field, a, a, a artificial turf field we're playing on on Friday night. Now, our guys do practice on turf uh, quite often. They're used to being on turf. Um, obviously, our field house has got a uh, a turf, a small turf field attached to it. So, our guys are definitely, um, you know, somewhat used to turf. Not necessarily playing on turf consistently, but um, but that is a factor because it is a it is different playing on turf than playing 
uh, on on real grass. Um, another big talking point about this game, you guys have obviously heard the last few weeks. I uh, talked to Matthew Seals last week. I've talked to uh, Tay Johnson before that, Darquez Williams. Um, I talked to Will Donald in week one. So I started off interviewing all of our captains first and foremost. Um, they were all discussing the fact that they are really excited to play Corinth. Why are they really excited to play Corinth? Because if you remember two years ago, we went to Corinth in round one of the playoffs, and we lost 49-7. to Corinth went on to win the state championship. Uh, they had a heck of a team. Um, they had a heck of a team at that point. Um, so, so, yeah, Corinth is definitely a team that uh, – it's definitely a game that's been circled on our players' calendar for a long time. Uh, considering the fact that we got placed in their in the same district as them, you know this is, and then this is a, a situation where we're familiar with uh, the majority of our district opponents here, and um, and Corinth is new to the fold. Obviously, Corinth is uh, is used to playing in the old Region One where it was um, New Albany, it was uh, Ripley and North Pontotoc, those teams, and now we've had some realignment this year, and they are now the new team. And uh, in the new Region 1 of 4A, which is uh, similar to the Region 2 of 4A it used to be. Um, but, yeah, uh, really excited to play Corinth. And all of our guys have a lot of added motivation uh, to play Corinth. Um, and I'm going to say this, it's a really big game for our program as a whole. Um, because I'm just going to put it out there. I mean, if we win this game, we set ourselves up in a really good position to, if we continue to handle business, um, puts us in a pretty good position to, I think, run the table here. So this is one of those fork-in-the-road games for our football program. Uh, we've been in these games before. Uh, we've been in these big district games. Not just we as a program. Uh, these players have been in these district games. These players have been in these district games, not only uh, playing in them, but competing in them and, um, you know, with an attempt to win these games, and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the games that you go out there and you expect to win, and uh, your your fan base expects to win. But we, we have come close to to upsetting some of these teams, and this is one of those situations where I don't feel like it would be considered an upset if we were to come away with the victory. Um, it wouldn't be an upset, but it would definitely be a landmark win for us to come out and uh, and dominate Corinth. I think that would be one of those things where we look back on in a couple of years and say that was it. That was that was where you made a, a serious statement. Um, this is this is one of those games, folks. Uh, looking at Corinth and kind of what they've looked like this year, they're one and three overall entering the game. Uh, they're really one and four. They had a forfeit loss to Call Sooth, but if I'm not counting our forfeit loss, I'm not going to count theirs. So they're one and three. Um, looking at what they've done this year, week one, they beat Saltillo 56-28. to Week two was their forfeit loss to Kossuth. Week, uh, week three, they lost to Tupelo 56-0. Week four, lost to Houston 46-24. And this last week, fell to New Albany 49-21. What is Corinth going to kind of look like on offense? They're a wing T team. They've been a wing T team for uh for for a while they were wing t team the last time that we uh that we went up there and played them and they certainly had that thing going at that point um but the success has been a little bit harder to come by for Corinth this year 
obviously a run-first team. They, they have a, a dynamic kind of unorthodox way of running the ball, similar to kind of how we do it um, with, with our flex bone triple option, but uh, they have their way of doing it. Uh, they're going to take their shots as well. Uh, I expect them to throw it around the yard a little bit. Um, I, I expect them to be kind of similar to us in that sense, that uh, they're going to try and establish the run, but they're also going to uh, throw it to some of their wide receivers and and guys out in space, and they're going to try and do that. Um, you know, later in the game, I feel I feel like um, you know they've got a quarterback who is in his second year um, as Corinth's quarterback, Broner Cregan. Uh, he's completed fifty seven percent of his passes last year for just over a thousand yards. He had nine touchdowns and five interceptions. Uh, based on the stats that I've read this year, um, and I'm not – like I said, I'm not entirely sure. Obviously, you, you never know who is up to date on what they've uploaded and everything. Uh, the last uh, – the, the most latest stat line I've got for Bronner Cregan is 7 of 10 for 261 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick this season. I feel like there might be some games that are not included in that stat line. Um but, yeah, Corinth 1-3 and three going into this game. Their running back, you know, in that wing T offense seems to be something that's overall done by committee. Um, I think they've got a, a stable of different backs that they kind of spread the ball out to. Uh, so I don't, I don't think it's necessarily just one guy. Um, I'm definitely, from what I'm understanding, from what I'm the information I'm getting, they are a team that is kind of dealing with some injury issues uh, as well, just like we are. Uh, we're we're – we're also in a situation where we're trying to uh, to battle through some injuries right now, like on on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so that's that's really one of those one of those things that I don't I don't know if it gives us any clear advantage. Uh, but from uh, from my knowledge, Friday night against New Albany, they had several starters in that fourth quarter that got banged up, and obviously we're not sure of their of their status and and uh, who's going to be playing for them Friday night, but. Um, but as far as the offensive side of the ball, like I said, Ronner Cregan, second year as Corinth's quarterback, he's a uh, he's a junior, and then they've got they've got several different guys on offense that kind of get the football. But uh, the success has just been a little bit tougher to come by for Corinth this year. But at the end of the day, it's still Corinth. It's still a place that takes their football program seriously. Obviously, you look at uh, you look at where they play. You look at a, a turf field, and you see that and. Uh, you see kind of the uh, how well it's maintained because we went up there two years ago and everything was really nice and uh, it was clean and and so that's a place that definitely values their football program it's a community that values their football program and um, this is a deal where obviously they 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 scheduled games in their non-district slate that that would challenge them for district play Um, you play a 5a saltillo team uh, tupelo who is you know the biggest school in Mississippi. Obviously, they they got shut out by Tupelo, but um, you know you have to respect them for for playing at Tupelo. Uh, and then their last final two non district games, four uh, A Powers, Houston, and New Albany. Uh, so that's really kind of what I'm looking at to gauge this when we look at uh, how we match up in this game. So you get the 46-24 loss to Houston in Week Four, and they uh, fell 49-21 New Albany this last Friday night. And obviously, like I said, those are 4A programs, the 4A program. So uh, that's kind of giving me a little bit more insight on how we uh, are going to look to match up this week against Corinth. So 
it's uh, obviously 95 points given up the last two weeks. Um, but what really I feel like gives us the advantage here is not just points given up, but yards given up by Corinth on the ground. I'm not entirely – I wasn't able to find the official stats for the New Albany game, but obviously New Albany hung 49 points on them. Uh, Houston ran, uh, and this is uh, this is just this is what I found. Uh, this is what was on Scorebook Live. This is um, th- this is out there for anybody to see. Uh, Houston ran for 559 yards on on Corinth uh, two weeks ago. That's a pretty pretty big number. That's a lot of rushing yards. Uh, they're running back Jalen Washington. He had 350 of those yards. And like I said, I'm not entirely sure on uh, the New Albany stat line yet. My point being is, as a team that uh, that prides ourselves on running the football and um, spreading it out to different guys in our flex bone offense, and as a team that's had success doing that this year, and as a team that has really done a lot, uh, a much better job of protecting the football, uh, you know, that's a that's a pretty big confidence booster for our team. Uh, if we can establish the run early and put up points early and protect the football and continue to play a lights-out defense, then we could be looking at this as, as a game that, that could truly kind of change the course and, or continue the course of where we're heading. But it's really something that we could hang our hat on. And uh, I think it's something that our community as a whole can look at and say, wow, that's, that's a big win. Um, obviously – on the defensive side of the ball, we, we've got some injuries. And I don't know how that's going to play out this week. Um, I'm not sure about guys on our defensive line. Uh, the feeling that I'm getting right now is that they are definitely unlikely to play um, Friday night. And that's you definitely don't want to throw them out there and uh, them hurt themselves even more and then their season's over. Um, so I, I doubt that those guys on the defensive line, that, they are, that they're going to play – um, we'd love to have them out there, of course, but you definitely don't want to risk further injury. And, you know, these are guys that got to think about their long-term health and long-term um, football playing. So that's definitely something that, that will hurt a little bit. But if we play like we did on Friday night against Aberdeen, our defensive uh, – our guys on the defensive line, our younger guys step up um, and kind of, you know, help and, and kind of can rotate and – continue the production we had and, and trying to not replace but um, to just uh, provide production on the defensive line when Antoine wasn't there. Then I like our opportunities to to, to hold Corinth to a, to a low amount of points. Um, so, yeah, and Antoine, Cam, those are day-to-day guys and they're, you know, who, who um, suffered bad injuries and I'm, I'm not entirely sure on uh, on their exact timetable right now, but – um, I definitely do expect to see them guys back this season. Um, Kewan White's another guy that we really hope is uh, is playing Friday. He, I th- believe, took a kidney shot uh, Friday night. Um, he, he's dynamic, dynamic football player, not only on defense but on offense as well. Um, you know, he, he he's he's the guy at corner, and he he was the guy at slot back on Friday night for Caledonia. So you really hope that he can get out there and play. Uh, I know that we're you know still kind of waiting to see uh, see what's going on there. That's hopeful, but uh, but overall we're I, I feel good. I, f- I feel like he I feel like he will be out there on Friday night. Um, so that's going to be big because like I said, even on defense, I mean 
uh, I feel like they're going to take their shots. I feel like they are going to establish the run, but someone like a key one out there and our whole secondary, they've got to be on their toes also. And they've got to be able to uh, play good assignment football because um, this is a team that will that will most likely try to throw the ball around the yard. And I think they've got a capable quarterback. I think they've got a quarterback that, that, that's got a pretty decent arm and um, and overall is a pretty good player. So uh, our secondary has still got to uh, got to show up Friday night. And Kiwan obviously is a big uh, piece to that. If there's a situation where – uh, where he isn't out there, then I would expect Jeremy Emerson to go out there at corner um, on defense. Um, and then someone like a Karsten Gallette on the offensive side of the ball at his slot back position. Uh, so, yeah, at that point, you you, you definitely are going to have some guys uh, going both ways. But, um, I mean, like we talked about earlier in the year, I think it's I think it's really good for us that those guys that are going both ways, those are your skill guys. Uh, we, we obviously would like to keep that to a minimum with guys on the offensive and defensive lines, and that is not a, a line that's really been blurred this year. We haven't had to do that. Uh, we, we've been able to have our guys on offense and have our guys on defensive lines, and so uh, I don't uh, – that, that, that shouldn't be an issue Friday night, like I said, with the depth we have. Uh, but, yeah, guys like uh, if, if Key One was to be inactive for this ball game. Uh, Jeremy uh, would, would, would most likely step into his role uh, on the cornerback uh, position. I mean, you probably see Karsten Gallet a little bit a little bit more at slot back. Uh, was would be the way that I I would see that going. So um, so that's something to look out for. Um, but yeah, as far as X factors for this game, um, you know, this is a team that primarily they're going to run the football, and our front seven must step up. Uh, Inger, uh, Ethan Ramirez, Parker Harris, and even Will Chapman, Bobby Schultz, when they get in there at nose guard, uh, they've all got to have big day on that defensive line. The Donald boys at the uh, inside backer, Will and Shep, uh, they've got to do a good job, and I, I know they will. And this is going to be also a really big test to see where some of the uh, some of your guys, like uh, like an Avery Hodge, Kellen Coleman, when their number is called this Friday night, to see kind of where just how far they've come along. They've played uh, uh, pretty well so far this year, so that's going to be another big test just to see how they do in a big game like this. Because, uh, like I said, this is a this is definitely a a big game. So we need great play from our entire front seven. Uh, if we can continue this the way we're playing defense right now, um, I truly like our chances Friday night. And this is a this is a really big game, and a win would do numbers. I think not. You know, not only for the confidence of our team, because I feel like overall, when you look at where we're at right now, I feel like our team is very confident in, in themselves and what they can do. I, I really do. I feel like our team overall is, you know, you start off 4-0, and anytime you have a, a zero in that L column, then that 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 does a lot for the confidence of your players. But what I think is going to be big about this Friday night if we go out there and do our jobs for 48 minutes in the ball game is I think that that provides a whole other level of community support and understanding for this community that, you know, this isn't the same Caledonia that has been, you know, playing for all these years. This isn't the, this isn't the same Caledonia you saw go 0-10 uh, four years ago. You know, that, that, that's, that's not the case anymore. So that's why when we enter district play here, and, and this is really, like I said, this is what you work hard for. Uh, this game right here is a big game in, in determining 
uh, the direction of this season. Well, we're in a great place right now. Uh, I think our guys are up to the challenge. Obviously, you know, we're, we're going to be far from home. We're going to be up there in Corinth. Um, like I said the weather's supposed to be pretty good. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a big test for our, for our team. And, you know, I, I, the, I, I think that if we go out there, we protect the football um, and we don't beat ourselves, that, that Caledonia could walk away on Friday night when, uh, with a landmark win. And I call it landmark because I really think that's, that's what it is. Uh, looking at the history of this thing, we've only played Corinth three times in school history. Uh, two years ago in the playoffs, and the other two times were in 1995-1996, oh, and three in those games. Um, when you look at our our overall, uh, what we've done against these teams in our district, um, we when you look at a Shannon, Itawamba, Corinth, we have a combined one win all time against those teams. So you know we got to get that momentum. We got to keep that momentum going Friday night. Caledonia goes to Corinth, Mississippi. Um, for our first district game of 2021. This is what it's all about, guys. Uh, like I said, i got an interview coming later in the show with Antoine Atkins. I sat down with him for about 15 minutes or so and got some of his insight. Like I said, he's a guy that uh, we're hoping can be back in action as soon as possible. But with it being the first district game, with him being a guy that's been – a leader on this defense and is and really is, even though he is inactive, being the leader on that defensive line. I really wanted to get some of his insight into this week's game. So sat down with Antoine Atkins uh, and got some of his insight, like I said. And I'm going to take a minute here to kind of go through the district uh, before I segue into that interview with Antoine. I'm going to go top to bottom and kind of look at uh, – Look at what has uh, what has been going on with the district as a whole this year. I'm doing that obviously because everybody starts district play this Friday night. Caledonia, obviously, we're gonna do a quick recap. Week one, we had the forfeit loss to New Hope. Week two, we get the 30 to 18 victory over Amory. Week three, we get the 53 to six victory over Holly Springs. Week four, we have the 42 to 21 victory over Nettleton. Week five, we get the 41 to 21 victory over Aberdeen. Looking at Itawamba AHS, who we will talk about in a few weeks. What have they done this year? Week one, 35 to 14 victory over Amory. Week two, 34 to 21 victory over New Albany. Week three, 40 to 14 victory over North Pontotoc. Week four, 24 to zero loss to New Hope. Week five, 55 to 28 victory over Pontotoc. Um, Itawamba sits at an overall record of four and one entering district play. Corinth, week one, 56 to 28 victory over Saltillo. Week two, forfeit loss to Kosuth. Week three, 56 to zero loss to Tupelo. Week four, 46 to 24 loss to Houston. And week five, 49 21 loss to New Albany. They have an overall record of one and four. Um, like I said, one and three. If you, you know, if I'm, not, I'm not looking at a forfeit loss to Cost Sooth because those 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 guys had no uh, influence over that. Shannon, week one, had a uh, started the year off with a 33 to 32 loss to Pontotoc. Week two, a 34 to zero loss to New Hope. Week three, a 49 to six loss to Houston. 
Week four, a 20 to eight loss to Knoxby County. And week five, a 16 to 14 victory over Calhoun City. Shannon sitting with an overall record of one and four entering district play. Looking at Moorville. Week one, 44 to 34 loss to Boonville. Week two, a 37 to 34 loss to Nettleton. Week three, a 50 to 21 loss to Amory. Week four, a 26 21 loss to Aberdeen. Week five, a 70 to 58 victory over Mantachi. Yes, 70 to 58. That's a basketball score. Um, but one thing about Moorville, they they put up points. We'll talk about them soon. Also, overall record for Moorville, sitting at one and four entering district play. Tishomingo County, week one, 33 to 13 loss to Mantachi. Week two, a 52 to 37 victory over Belmont. Week three, a 60 to 14 loss to Baldwin. Week four, a 38 to 12 loss to Kossuth. Week five, a 70 to 14 loss to South Pontotoc, sitting in an overall record of one and four entering district play. That is what's going on around the district, uh, region one of 4A entering district play. Um, folks, if you can make it, come on up to Corinth, Mississippi, two-hour drive, but I guarantee you I think it's going to be worth it because I think it's going to be a heck of a ball game and could be a heck of a day for our football program. If you can make it, come on up to Corinth, Mississippi, Friday night. Caledonia taking on the Corinth Warriors for our first district game of 2021. And if you can't make it, of course, tune in on Caledonia Sports Radio Network for our live stream. That's at Caledonia SRN on Facebook and uh, CSRN on the Station Head app. So please uh, tune in and and listen to us as we uh, provide live play-by-play of the game this Friday. And even if you're at the game, like we said, if you want to listen, uh, that's where you can hear us. Uh, of course, stay stay in touch with Caledonia Football at CalHS Football on Twitter and Caledonia High School Football on Facebook. And this podcast, like I said, thank you guys for listening. I'm about to segue now. We're going to go ahead and jump to the interview I did today with Antoine Atkins, senior defensive lineman. So go ahead and stay tuned for that if you'd like to hear some of his insight into the season and some of his insight into some of our uh, our players and whatnot. Uh, podcast going to be uploaded onto Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Anchor app, which is the main link I will share. Appreciate all of you guys for listening, and please uh, share this thing. And uh, You guys can go back and, of course, listen to the old interviews and the old episodes. It's all one piece. You guys can go back and listen to our old editions of Caledonia Gridiron Weekly. Thank you guys for making this podcast a success every week, and we'll see you next Sunday. Uh, we're now joined by senior defensive lineman Antoine Atkins. Antoine, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Pleasure to be here. Um, you obviously had an injury against Nettleton. Uh, you weren't able to play against Aberdeen. Um, can you kind of give us an update on how your arm's feeling and how you're coming along with your with your injury and uh, if it's feeling any better than it did then? Uh, it's healing. It's healing real quick right now. I can move it around in certain spots without without any type of pain. So right. I like the way it's coming along right now. That's good. Um, Obviously, like I said, you couldn't play against Aberdeen. We had our, our young guys step up, uh, like Ethan Wyatt, um, and then Parker Harris stepped up. Kind of, we had to fill a fill a spot there on the D line. Uh, can you kind of talk about there how they played um, Friday and just kind of how you maybe proud of them and um, talk about their performance a little bit since you since you couldn't play and um, talk about kind of how they uh, how they stepped up into that role on Friday. Oh yeah, they stepped up. They stepped up well. Ethan, he had a immediate impact. He almost got a sack the first play. I made sure they know they know everything to do. Parker, 
why Ethan they know all the rules right um yeah the last couple of years you know you've had we've had guys like Alex on the D-line I had Bryce there last year uh Hayden Barker two years ago now you're the senior uh so you're kind of like the the leader on that D-line tell me kind of uh how you've kind of grown into that role kind of as a leader um because you know you like i said you're the you're the lone senior on that d-line so kind of tell me how you're, you're helping to bring these young guys along because they're going to be our guys in the future um it's a hard transition but when you're ready for it you will know you will know when you are right you got to be more of a vocal leader you got to lead by example you can't be messing up a lot in practice you just got to be a good role model to the younger guys right we got a uh, we got a really big game this Friday. Um, obviously, we we hope that we would hope that you'd be able to play. Uh, we know you know like, like we said you're banged up a little bit, so we understand if you won't be out there. What piece of advice do you have to give to uh, our younger guys on the D line? As you know, they're really going to have to step up this week. It's a really big district game. Um, just play with a chip on your shoulder. A couple years ago, we played the team. They beat us by a good amount in the playoffs. So. If you come in aggressive and play with a chip on your shoulder, we should be we should play well. Yeah. So, obviously, like the last few weeks, I've had people on, and uh, I had Seals on last week. I had Tay on the week before, Darquez, Will. Uh, they've all kind of told me that they're really excited for this game, this opening game at Corinth. Uh, obviously, it's a long ride up there, but I think they're motivated um, because of what they did to us two years ago when we went up there. Um, even though you may not be active for this game, kind of tell me why you're excited uh, about this game at Corinth this week. Um, it's, it's it's the perfect team to start off division with. But the type of st- season that we're having, I'd rather play Corinth than any other team in our division first, just to set the tone, set the tone, and start off and play well. Right. Yeah, I, I agree on that. Uh, I think that. It sets us up in a really good position uh, for down the road if we can get a win against Corinth. Um, they're a team that's they're kind of like us in a lot of ways in the sense that they're built on running the football. Um, how does our defensive line, you know, how do they keep stay physical this week? Uh, we we you know we played a Aberdeen team that uh, we didn't give up a first down. I don't think until uh, the third quarter. So, how do they stay physical this week, and how do they not let the uh, the pressure of a big game like this get to them? You just play with the momentum. Defense, the D line, we got a um, we got a hard job, but as long as they stay low, play aggressive with their hands, everything should be well. We got good linebackers. If they play well, they'll make the linebackers job way easier. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think this is a really big game for our program because. Like we kind of talked about, um, it sets us up in a big position to, you know, possibly host a playoff game and stuff like that. Um, you know, last year we the ball didn't bounce our way a whole lot. It was kind of a rough year. Uh, we still we still growed as a team, um, but over the last two years we've we've definitely seen our defensive performance and it's it's all kind of coming together this year. Um, Obviously, we've got young guys on the defense like Kellen Coleman, Avery Hodge, who stepped in an outside linebacker. Talk about them for a minute because they've really kind of caught me by surprise this year how well they're playing. Uh, they show a lot of heart. They play with determination. The first game, Avery and Kellen, they were making both good plays. They can open field tackle. Right. They, they'll do what you need them to do. I like them. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've kind of caught me by surprise this year, like I said. I mean – you know, we, we've we've got veterans there. We got guys like Darquez, and um, he's helping bring them along. But uh, really, the defensive performance as a whole this year—that's really been 
what's kept us going. I feel like uh, the offense is really uh, really high powered as well. But I feel like when the offense maybe struggles at times, the defensive uh, the defense picks picks us up. Um, tell me kind of what it would mean to you, uh, even though you, even though like I said, unfortunately you might not be able to play. Um, overall, like what would a mean uh, win, a win for you this week mean for you and mean for this program? Uh, win is is very important this week. It'll show how um, mentally strong they are. We playing with a we got a couple injured in, injured players, and if they can still come in there and play, especially their first division game with um, high efficiency, I I think we looking good. Right. Um, obviously, another guy that's kind of banged up on D line is Cam. Uh, he got hurt last last week, was it against Nettleton? Um, kind of talk about his progression for a second because he was another guy that really caught me by surprise this year. We got a lot of young defensive guys that are coming along, and I think when you combine that with a strong senior group, you guys like you and uh, Will Darquez and Kiwan, um, t- talk to him about Cam for a minute and how he's come along with the defensive line this year. Um, this latest summer camp, he came in ready to work. He told me he was going to get a starting spot on the D-line, and he he did it. He he plays aggressive. He's real physical. He's good after it. Right. I just like the way he plays. I love playing beside him. Yeah. Yeah, he's fun to watch play, and, you know, he's only a sophomore, isn't it? So, yeah, he, he's, he's got time. He's definitely growing into a really good ball player. Um, I think that it helps when we got guys like that on – on the D line that can provide depth, you know, and and guys that uh, you know when you guys need a breather, we don't really have a, a big drop off when those guys come in, those younger guys. So I agree with you. I think that's I think that's big for him to um, as he's grown and hopefully he'll he'll recover soon too. I um, I don't know a whole lot about his injury, but I hope he uh, hopefully he's he's back in back in pads soon. Um, like I said, Corinth this week's a big game. Um, a win here would really set us up in a big spot to potentially, you know, host a playoff game. What would that mean for you to get to host a playoff game here in front of our home crowd? Uh, it'll be it'll mean a lot. We'll be setting history. I don't think Caledonia has ever hosted a playoff game, so for us to Correct. be the first group to do that, it'll be amazing. Yeah, obviously, the last two years. I mean, when you guys were freshmen, we barely missed the playoffs. We were really close. Last two years, we've uh, been there, played the. Uh, played for two years in a row team that went on to win the state championship and now you guys are here and you guys are seniors and we knew this was going to be a special group for a long time so what what, what really does it mean though not only to get to do it but to get to do it with the group of guys that uh, you've played with forever oh it means a lot we've been playing with these guys since like peewee football so to end it end it on a good note this year for our last year it'll be a, it'll mean a lot to us right and the way it's looking right now i mean you know, obviously playoffs are something that now two years in a row we expect to be in the playoffs. Um, we expect to be in the playoffs, but I think uh, we still have just stuff to prove to the people around here that not only can we get in there, but we can have, have it at our place and we, we can win a playoff game, which is something else that hasn't happened. Um, and I'm also not just eyeing up, you know, a, a playoff victory. I'm also eyeing a district championship too, um, to not only just host a playoff game, but to be the one seed. What would that mean to get to uh, do that? And obviously there's there's a team like Etiwamba down the road we've got to uh, cross to get there. Uh, what would what would that mean to get, get to not only host a playoff game, but to potentially be the one seed to be the one seed it'll be it'll mean a lot uh it'll show it'll show that the culture changing around Kyle don't you yeah. I really think that's that's a necessity before the playoffs we should I really want to get the number one spot going into the playoffs yeah and it's going to be tough and um 
it's obviously there's a certain team we'd have to we have to cross to do that and we'll, we'll talk more about that in a few weeks that's um that's obviously one thing that coach kelly has talked a lot about this year is just going one and oh every week and just worrying about one week at a time um i think this is a big game we have in front of us and if we can go out there and do our jobs and protect the football we'll, we'll have a good opportunity to do it i'm gonna switch gears for a second um you know you you obviously have hopes to one day be playing after high school um can you kind of give us an update kind of on how that's going and maybe schools you're interested in and places maybe you'd like to play beyond high school? I would, I like to play anywhere in college just because it's the next level, but I'm not sure on what colleges I would like to play for any more than the other ones. I haven't looked into it that much. I'm focused on the season right now, but right, it should. We should have more updates on that sometimes. So. Okay. Did you go to any camps over the summer? Oh, yeah, I went to um, – I went to. I know I went to a Mississippi State camp in a Southern Miss when the Southern Miss got rained out kind of early, but we did. I did good in them. How'd uh, how how'd you like those? I mean, were those fun camps, good experiences for you? Oh yeah, good experiences. I love the coaches. They all knew of us well. Yeah. I just it's a good atmosphere up there. Yeah, well, that's good, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, if you can get back in action and people can, uh, you know, continue to see you play and that'll work out. And um, I think that's something that. That's a, that's, there's a lot more opportunities now for kids to get recruited, like with social media and stuff like that, and Twitter and stuff like that. So it, it helps now that I think there's a lot more platforms that guys like you can get recognized um, for the way you play. Um, you're obviously, like I said, you're a two-year all-division player. Um, is there one guy on the opposite side of the ball this year on offense? Because I know you, you play on defense. Is there one guy on offense you think we're going to have to lean on a little bit more going into district play, or do you think that's going to be like a certain X factor for our offense this year? Um, I like the way the whole O line's been looking recently, but Tyshawn, I want to see him. I want to see him carry a little bit, yeah. like running his side more, see if he can open up more holes and opportunities for our O line. Yeah, he he he's a big bodied right tackle. Uh, I agree with you on that. Um, That'd really be good to see, um, and he's another one of those guys that uh, I think he came here and he's in ninth grade or something like that. So he hasn't been here forever, but guys like him, Kiwan, um, they've come in and they've helped kind of carry us to a different level that we've been working to working to be at. And to kind of wrap this up, I want to ask you a couple questions about our coaching staff. Um, like I said, you guys are the first group that has been 100% coached by Coach Kelly, Harlow, Weeks, and our whole whole staff. What has this coaching staff meant to you? Because um, they're the only coaching staff y'all have had you know, this whole time, and that's, I think that's another reason why we're having the success we are right now. So what has this staff meant to you overall as a player? Um, I love all of them, every single one. Coach Kelly, he brought a whole different atmosphere to Cal, don't you? He – he made sure we on our grind summer during the summer we working real hard. Yeah. I like the intensity they brought Kyle, don't you? Yeah. From the first day. Yeah, they they really did. Um and obviously I, th- I mean you probably remember a little bit when they first came in, I mean we were kind of a mess. I mean there was we were coming off a really bad year and um, just a lot of crazy stuff was going on, but they brought stability to the program. So, uh, what about Coach Harlow? And you know, obviously working with him on defense for four years. Um, what have you learned from him? Kind of, and what's the the biggest thing you've learned from the staff? And I guess from him in general, as far as um, you know, your technique and the way you play on the defensive line. Uh, Harlow, he makes sure if you if you playing under his defense, you're gonna have to get after it. He um 
He brings a different a different atmosphere too. But he wants all everybody flying to the ball. I like it. He he real aggressive with it. Yeah, well that's good, man. I think that's about all I have for you. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show and uh good luck the rest of the season. I hope we can see you back out there soon. Appreciate it. Appreciate yes, you for having me. Yes, sir.